What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago. Chicago's young people have a whole lot on their plates between navigating school and extracurriculars, the crib and their communities. They also often face tough criticism from the media and city officials. So when the former Mayor Lightfoot announced the Youth Commission in 2019, the hope was young people would have some small form of representation in city government. Now in its fifth cohort, we sit down with two current members to ask what Chicago's youth need from the city and check in on the progress of the commission. It's Thursday, December 7th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago's Talking About. The Mayor's Youth Commission is a group of Chicagoans aged 14 and 19 who work to advise the mayor and city leaders on the things and issues that the youth across our city care about. It was founded in 2019 and we're now in our fifth cohort uh, and we're welcoming two of the members, two of the chairs uh, across this panel. We've got Precious Adidokin, the chair of the Public Safety Group, and Benjamin Kagan, chair of the Public Health Working Group. Welcome to CityCast Chicago, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, very excited to have y'all. Precious, I'm going to start with you. Can you tell our CityCast listeners how old you are, what school you go to, uh, and what neighborhood do you live in? Because since I'm talking about Youth Commission, I want the listener to know y'all is fresh out of school. Uh, so uh, I know y'all have had a long day. Yeah, so I'm 16 years old. I go to Chicago Math and Science Academy, and I live in Rogers Park. Benjamin, same question to you. How old are you? What school do you go to? Uh, and what neighborhood do you live in? Sure. I'm 17 years old. I go to Francis W. Parker School and I live in the Lakeview neighborhood. So when you looked into it and you you sort of got into the details, can you share with people how exactly does the mayor's youth commission work? Benjamin, we're only in our fifth cohort, so it's relatively new. So some people might not be familiar with it. So the mayor's youth commission uh, is a group of 40 um, teens from across the city who are selected to represent uh, intentionally diverse communities so that we're gathering perspective and opinion from across the entire city. Um, every time we meet, we hear from incredible guest speakers and each working group has a chance to meet in person and share their thoughts and ideas in addition to the meetings that we have virtually. But one of the great things about our in-person meetings is that we often consult for different city departments on a wide variety of different issues that they have. And those are some of my favorite times within the Mayor's Youth Commission because we get to directly impact the way in which policy is shaped in Chicago. And our, you know, our, our policymakers are listening to the ideas that we as young people have and are taking them and, and really bringing about change in Chicago in a positive way based on what we as kids are saying. Sort of taking it out of the commission and into the classroom, when you're talking with your peers, what are people saying they need from the city or the type of resources they'd like? Yeah, so one of the greatest needs that has been um, brought to my attention within my school is 
where to find good resources for mental health. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things that are bouncing around on Instagram these days, and there always is you know, a, a large amount of stuff going on on social media. Um, so that's one large issue is just figuring out what exactly is a good place to be getting your, your information from. Um, and then it's also, again, some of those graphics that are going around, you know, understanding what's misinformation and what's true. Um, and then also one of the biggest things that we tackled last year was helping people find care. There are these resources at the city level, but teens our age just don't know about them. I was on the Mayor's Youth Commission, and before talking with a, with a city staffer, there were all of these resources that I didn't know about until I was told about them. And so it's, you know, it's fantastic that all these programs exist, but I really wish that, you know, more kids knew about all these things. And so that's really one of our biggest goals is, is helping to amplify these programs that do already exist that not many people know about. Precious, I wanted to pose a similar question to you. Some of the issues that the public safety group is working on um, are obviously being talked about not only on this commission, but in in community circles amongst uh, young people all the time in our city. And, and I think about how demonized young people across this city, you know, especially when we're thinking about on the south and the west sides of the city. You know, when you think over the summer, it's like, oh, this is a teen takeover. When we think about public safety, uh, you know, th there's this this talking down on young people. H how do you see that play out when you talk to your friends, when you talk to people on the commission? Like, do they understand it? Like, you know, what does that look like? So with the people I've talked about, I would say that pissed off is probably what they feel because they feel like they're being painted in a picture that not all teens in Chicago are really doing. Like the teen takeover. Yes, that was some of them, but that, that's not all of us. And like when we had that curfew where we couldn't go to Millennium Park after a specific amount of a specific time, that didn't really sit right with us because we felt that we're not the only ones in Chicago that's technically doing things that are considered bad. Like there's adults mm -hmm. going around doing things that's not really taken care of. With my friends that I talk with now, they talk about how, how adults, if they're talking about problems, they're not really taken as seriously. Like if we're talking about an issue that someone may say that's an adult issue, they feel they're not really be listened to and their problems are not actually, um, they're not, they're not really being taken accountable for them for solutions to be created, I would say. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location.
So you guys are chairs of two different working groups. I know you all have a commission-wide agenda and, and plan when you come together. But Benjamin, in your smaller group, when you're thinking about public health, what are some of the issues you all work on particularly? Yeah, in the past, we worked on mental health more specifically. Um, we've also obviously looked into COVID and the, you know, the flu, other you know, rampant illnesses. And right now, we're, we're looking into working on mental health again this year. Um, last year, we noticed that there has, was an incredible increase in mental health issues for teens and young adults, in addition to the general population of Chicago. And so what we wanted to do is create some resources for these folks to help them feel better equipped to address some of these difficult situations. The Public Health Working Group released a series of mental health videos, and then we also released a mental health landing page website, a uh, landing page that is now hosted within the My Shy, My Future website uh, at the city level. Um, so that's what we did in the past, but right now we're working to figure out what our, our big initiatives for the year are, but we're more than likely going to be focusing on public health and how to make sure that all kids in Chicago feel like they have the resources to address uh, mental health issues they may be having. Precious, when your smaller group is meeting and, and it's around public safety, right, which is two words that get thrown around in our city a lot. What are some of the issues you all are working on? So right now, actually, like the main thing when it comes to community safety, we think about gun violence, especially in youth where they have access to guns and they're not really. I'll say well, like when we think of youth, they're probably going to be in school learning, but not every youth has the opportunity so that kind of leads to youth dying from um, gun violence or end up in jail. So we came to a consensus that vacant lots in Chicago are one of the places that harbor dangerous actions. They could be drug use or just straight up violence just currently happening in those areas. So we decided we should work with different like city lawmakers and different places that have private lots and how they have access to them use them and change them into youth plazas or places where youth can come together and do like actual supportive things. This could be playing basketball, doing homework, doing anything that has to do with taking the youth off the street. And on top of that, we also looked at other parts of safety that's not really focused on. Like right now we're talking about gender-based violence in Chicago. We don't really see much initiatives being taken upon that problem and we're trying to see what can we do so that possibly might be an idea that we might focus on and also right now with all like the hate crimes that's going on like with Palestinian people Jewish people how they're facing crime that they shouldn't even be facing in the first place just because people have some sort of hatred towards them and those are like the top specific things in safety that we feel that's kind of a problem in Chicago and we're just trying to really deep dive more into them. And, and I say this next part not to be, I hope it doesn't come off as condescending, but like gun violence, gender-based violence, hate crimes a, a, across, you know, whether we're talking about Palestinian or, or, or Jewish individuals, right? These are some, some I'm going to just say, it, these are some big ass problems, right? How do you all create space in those meetings to to learn about these issues, to to hear one another? Because, right, these impact your friends, your classmates, people within your family, people within your community. How, how do you all make space to, to start those conversations? Yeah, definitely. So, like for us specifically in our meetings, we first kind of ask each other, what do we know about the situation first to kind of um, educate ourselves and at the same time we have to make sure that we're holding ourselves accountable not saying things that's kind of like out of proportion like like for me example 
we wanted to have a question on immigration. And I noticed that my wording of the question was not really as it should be. And I was held accountable by one of my um, group members that, yes, it's a good question, but we should probably word it in a different way that doesn't come off in a weird way, I would say. And yeah, because each of us, we have our own, we all have our own information on these problems. Some may have may have been affected by gun violence more than I have or gender-based violence or some sort of problem with hate crime. So we're just trying to really push that out with more information that one person may have that I don't to kind of create like a pool of all of this, I would say. You know, how has it felt, Precious, to be a part of the the Youth Commission under two different administrations, right? This was started under Lori uh, Lightfoot, and now it's continuing under Mayor Brandon Johnson. Have there been any changes or differences in from your perspective? So since, like, the change kind of happened in between our cohort, we had to adjust between um, the people who work with Lori to now people who work with Mayor Brandon Johnson. So that was kind of like a transition. And when we were working on our new ideas, we kind of had to speed that up a bit so we can have that in time for Ms. Lori Lightfoot to read it to see what we actually done in our cohort. And for this year, we definitely do see a lot of changes for different changes in uh, people who work in the city of Chicago. And for our group, it used to be called public safety, but that was now a change to become community safety to kind of have that Mm. Um, feeling that we're focusing on community specifically to kind of put Chicago as a whole. Yeah, so there definitely were some staffing changes within who was working with us. Um, all of the Mayor's City Commission staff members under the Lightfoot administration worked directly in the mayor's office, and now only one of them does, which has definitely made things interesting um, and also helped us to become better in certain ways, but it's also been tricky in certain ways. Um, now the, the working group staff lead for the public health working group actually works directly for the Chicago Department of Public Health instead of working for the mayor's office, which has been great for my group. But I know that it's also presented some difficulties when being the mayor's youth commission and you know getting access to folks who are who are mayor's office people. Um, but we do have one staff member who does work directly for the mayor's office still, um, which is fantastic. One of the other things that I guess I've noticed during the transition is a concern amongst commissioners and amongst the staff members that less attention be paid by the Johnson administration to the commission. And that has absolutely not been true. Um, his administration decided to grow the commission from 32 members to 40 members. And we had an incredible number of applications this past year to join the group. I know there was a lot of concern about the commission going away um, or, or something like that, but Mayor Johnson has really been invested in the Mayor's Youth Commission and, and Mayor Lightfoot was fantastic as well, founding the group. You've mentioned at different times that during your meeting, you'll you'll have some some policymakers, some public officials come in. How do how does the Youth Commission, Benjamin, interact with these different people, uh, even even residents as well? So there's actually a specific format um, that we go through when policymakers come in to have discussions uh, with the Mayor's Youth Commission about whatever policy matter it is that they would like our perspective or our uh perspective on. So they literally come in and really explaining their issue. Then we have an opportunity to ask them questions. They have an opportunity to clarify what's going on. And then there's a time um, where we as young people are allowed to just talk unmoderated, just us having a conversation. The policymakers are sitting there listening, but they're not allowed to speak. Um, and that's really the place where the best ideas come from, where we as teens can talk amongst e each other and you know, talk as a larger group and say, hey, I have this one idea because this is something that's been brought up in my community and someone else can feed off of that idea and helps really create 
some of the best collaborative ideas that really helped to improve policy within Chicago. Mm-hmm. Precious, in addition to them getting to listen, have you had any interactions where you feel like you've you've been able to hold officials accountable, even if that's just through letting them know, you know, how how, how you feel personally? Yeah, so kind of like going back to what Benjamin said, when one person starts sharing their ideas, I feel like more people start talking, talking, talking and sharing like the problems that they have. So when we were talking to them, we kind of tell that for some of them that they're actually listening, especially when they're able to create a solution on the spot to what that problem might be. And and just to add on to what Precious said, last month we also had a local alderman come in to speak to us. And one of the things that he did that I really appreciated was calling out things within city council that he thought needed improvement. Um, And I feel like that so rarely comes from our politicians nowadays. And it was really nice to hear someone saying like, yes, this is a problem and I am working to fix it, as opposed to just saying like, you know, everything that's in place now is is great. It was just incredible as young people to have this experience of listening to, to this person share what he thinks need to be changed in Chicago. You know, you you had gone from working with people across the city during the pandemic to getting more involved through this commission. H- has this been an effective way for, for you to not only get involved, but how would you want to see it grow for, for the next group of young people? Yeah, my experience on the commission has been nothing short of fantastic. Um, I've really appreciated the opportunity to speak with policymakers and really feel like our voice is being taken into consideration with pretty much any city policy that's being put in place. Um, what I would like to see is just more consultancies where we're actually helping policymakers and also the opportunity for us as commissioners to write policy initiatives for the city that can be taken to city council and actually enacted. Um, I know that I had an idea for a policy initiative last year and the city's lawyers um, said that it had to go through the state government and, and that's something I'm working on right now. But it was really a fantastic opportunity for me as a young person to write policy and bring it to the city and say, hey, can we can we move this forward and just bring up more things that we see going on in our communities and, and look to find um, possible solutions. Again, Benjamin Kagan is chair of the Public Health Working Group and Precious Adidokin is chair of Community Safety Group. I appreciate y'all making time for CityCast today. Thank you. Thanks so much, Kobe. Before I let you go, today is your last day to vote in the first round of our Chris Kendall Market Mug Bracket. To choose which mug you think is the best, head to chicago.citycast.fm or check the link in the show notes. We'll publish results there over the next few weeks and in our daily Hey Chicago newsletter, so make sure you subscribe. Now, you know, I got some good news for you. Tomorrow night, Pilsen Community Books is hosting four writing Pilsen in Mexican Chicago with four amazing authors, Joel Mendez, Pablo Ramirez, Antonio Zavala, and Mark Zimmerman. Each author will read a little from their books and stick around for a Q&A. For more information, you can check our show notes. As always, we appreciate you for reading and listening. We're going to be back bright and early tomorrow. Hopefully you'll join us. Peace. <laughs>